Hello, and welcome to the Armchair Analysts. My name is Rob, and this is my dad, Ed. Hi. Since the early 70s, I've been watching the NFL with my dad, and just as long, we've been coaching teams, announcing games, and analyzing all things NFL from the comfortable distance of fandom. And now we're bringing you into our discussions. So grab some snacks and the best seat in the house, and join us, the Armchair Analysts. All right, so we're back. This is going to be week, what week is this? Uh, six. six. Week six. Is it week six already? Yeah. Holy cow, it's flying by. Yeah, because the Steelers are 2-2-1, two, two, and one, so that's five weeks. Yep. Yeah, and they play uh, the Browns this week. No, they play the Bengals this week. Uh-huh. And, and then they have a bye. Okay. But, uh. All right, so we got to start with my homework, and I sort of did the homework this time. We've been talking about Jameis Winston's contract, and the only thing that I can find about this is back in April, it was a question of whether the Buccaneers were going to pick up his fifth-year option, which I'm a contract expert, but what it appeared to mean was if the, if they didn't cut him basically they could have cut him before the season started right but if they decided not to and exercise his fifth year option then he was going to get his 20 point whatever million dollars for the 2018 season even if he didn't play because he was injured Okay. Well, see, I knew I didn't know exactly what it was all about. I knew I'd heard that number twenty million and something about his contract. I just, I told you, I wasn't sure what it meant. What it was. But at some point in April, they decided that they were not going to cut him and that they were going to exercise that option, and they were committed to the twenty million at that point. So I don't think it had anything to do with whether he came back to play in that game against the Bears. Okay. Okay, I got you. Um, and then the other thing we were talking about was C.J. Beathard, the yeah. now starting quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, his lineage, and I remembered a name, Bobby Beathard, and I thought Bobby Meth- Beathard might be his father. Or uh, grandfather even, but yeah. Well, that's what it turns out, is it's actually his grandfather. Yeah, and, I swear, you, know, it's a, you know, that stuff, you know, when these guys are in there, you know, twenties and that is right away. I started thinking it might not be his father, it might be his grandfather. Right. Well, Bobby Beathard, um, from what I can find, was not a player. He was a scout and a manager, and uh-huh. he came up through the ranks um, and did really well. Like he uh, was a scout for the. Chiefs when they were winning the AFL championships in the early days. Yeah. He um, came to the Miami Dolphins that won two Super Bowls, including their perfect season. Right. As a scout. In 78, he became the general manager of the Redskins, and he put together uh, the Redskins team. Yeah. Um, that won the Super Bowl? Well, they won two yeah. during his time, 
and then uh, the later one that they won were mostly people that he put together, such as Art Monk, Joe Jacoby, Russ Grimm, Dexter Manley, uh-huh. uh, those guys. Um, and then later he went to San Diego and became a general manager there, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And that guy's got a hell of a resume, ain't he? Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's pretty Bobby Beathard. That's the grandfather of this guy, CJ. I, I could have swore that he played as a backup quarterback, and I thought it was for the Chiefs, too, when, um, Lenny, when Lenny Dawson was quarterback. And I said, but obviously he didn't turn that up, so I must be wrong. Uh, it says he went undrafted in 1959 and had preseason stints with two professional teams but was unable to find a spot spending his early post-college years playing semi-pro football and working various non-football jobs. Oh, okay. And then he got on as a scout for the Chiefs. Oh, well, he had a pretty impressive resume there, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's the lineage of C.J. Beathard, who's now the starter for the 49ers because uh, Garofalo is... Or Garoppolo, Garoppolo, uh, is out with a season-ending injury. Yeah. Okay. Well, we clarified that. Thank you very much. Yep. And so that brings us to how did we do last week? How did we do? Well, our benchmark guy, uh, Elliot. <clears throat> excuse me, Elliot Harrison. He went eight and six. Just a little better than five hundred. Uh, I went eight and six, also, and you went nine and five. Whoa! Told you I was going to leave Froggy, man. I even leave Frog Elliot. Yep. <laughs> you beat us both. Huh? I said you beat us both. <laughs> All right. Said, now we're now we're well. Now we're cooking with gas, right? That's right. So season total wise. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole records, but uh, I got 43 right so far. You've got 40 right so far, and Elliot Harrison has 47 right so far. So okay. we're still overall a little bit hanging back, but we're we're in the conversation, I think. Well, we're, we're going to get him. All right, let's do it. All right. All right, so week six starts tomorrow with the Eagles who have lost Jay Ajaye for the... Right, the running back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eagles at the Giants, divisional. Yeah. Giants Um, were so close to beating the Panthers. You believe that 63-yard field goal? My good golly. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. But... uh, I do think every week the Giants are sneaking up there. And, you know, that division is crazy. Uh, I mean, it's, that's anybody's division in that group right now. Almost all of them are. That was something I wanted to uh, bring up, and I guess we can get into more yeah. of this later. But, uh, you know, for as worried as we've been about the Steelers' start, they're, what, 2-2-1 two, two, and one right now? Yeah, if they end up beating the Bengals, which we'll get to their game in a little bit, 
they're only going to be a half game out of first place. Yeah, and, yeah. And a lot of those divisions are like that. Um, uh, Miami and New England are tied in their division. I know the uh, NFC Central or uh, the NFC North or Central. They're uh, pretty locked up with Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago. I think Chicago's got the lead there, I think. Uh, yeah, Chicago had a bye week, so it's a little skewed, but they're 3-1. and one. And the bottom of the division is 2-3. and three. So, yeah. in theory, yeah. only one or one and a half games behind. Well, that's what makes it fun, though. So The, uh, the NFC East, which we're on right now, the leader of that division is Washington at 2-2. Two and two. And the Cowboys and the Eagles are two and three, and the Giants are one and four. The Redskins are two and two. They have what? They have a bye already, or something? Uh, they must have. Well, they they uh, they didn't beat the Saints, did they? Monday night? No, they lost to the Saints. I was just going to say, and then I knew because I watched the first half, and then I had to go home, but. Um, yeah, they had a bye the week before the Saints. They beat uh, they beat the Cardinals week one. All right. Week two, they lost to whoever they were playing in week two. Uh, week three, they beat Green Bay. So they were two and one. They had a bye on week four, and then week five, they lost to New Orleans Monday night. Yeah, okay. So they're two and two. Well, I told you on that game, one of us was finally going to break our record. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> what me? The Redskins are not kind to me, no matter. Well, I tell you what, the Saints haven't been either. But then I didn't realize when we picked them that the Saints would be all fired up because Breeze would be had a chance to break uh, Flores and Peyton Manning's record on the same night. Yeah, I didn't realize that was going on either. Yeah, I didn't. If I knew that was going on, it'd have been easier for me to pick them. But anyway, well, you did pick them. Oh, I know, but I meant it would have been easier for me to make it. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, they, I, yeah, I would think that would have really had them fired up. You know? All right, so Eagles at the Giants. So Eagles. what do we think? That's tomorrow night, too. Eagles at the Giants. I think... The Eagles got to win that one. Even though the Giants are getting better, uh, I don't know. I, that's that should be a damn close game. Giants been hooking up some close ones. I, that's really a struggle for me. I'm gonna say the Eagles. All right, I'm gonna go with the Giants at home, just cause. Uh, well, partially cause uh, Giants are at home, and partially cause, like you said, they're inching closer, and partially because the Giants gone. And they don't have a replacement. Actually, a couple of their running backs are dinged up. Uh, I don't know. They're just not looking like the team they were last year. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, like I said, that division is wide open, but okay. Go ahead. Who knows? We'll roll the dice there. Yeah. Right. Well, that gives us we disagreed right out of the box. That's not usual, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, part of that, like I said, is because I haven't picked any. Yet, so my my picks are probably going to be influenced by your picks here. Okay. Normally, I pick ahead of time, and then uh, you know they're not influenced by yeah. yours. But tonight they will be. 
I, I just just for curve I think a Giants Eagles game to me is a coin flip. But I mean, I think I could have went either way on that one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think I could have also. Um, all right. So next up is Bears at Dolphins. The Bears. Yeah, I'm going to say the Bears. The Bears. I'm agreeing with you there. They're they're my pet pick, and AJ will be mad, but. I haven't picked the Dolphins yet, I don't think. <laughs> we'll, see. Yeah. well, I think we both thought their start was a little fluky. The Dolphins, I mean. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think they're bad. No, I don't either, but, you know, when they come out of that box 3-0 and nine, all these other really good teams were struggling, I said, this is going to level out here somewhere. Yeah, I still think, I still think they'll do okay, but I just... The the Bears, um, I'm liking the Bears this year. So yeah. Uh, next up is Cardinals at Vikings. Mm. Well, Cardinals had a good week last week, and that Rosen is uh, taking over. You know, all of them rookie quarterbacks are having good starts. Uh, but I'm gonna take the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings too. Uh, that one I picked be, before, while you were doing your analysis there, so okay. I wasn't influenced. But, uh, I mean, the Cardinals, I guess, are getting better, but Vikings at home, man. Plus, they got to win because the Bears are winning that division right now, and Vikings are going to fall behind real quick if they don't keep up. Yeah, plus they beat the Eagles last week, even though the Eagles weren't themselves. They, they're still a pretty good, solid team. So I'm going to say Vikings. Yeah, and they played the Rams tough. I mean, it was just that fluky game versus the Bills, really. Yeah, yeah. Buccaneers at Falcons. Pretty much a must win for both, but I think Jameis Winston's going to be quarterback in the Buccaneers. Hell. Uh, unless he knows something magic I, I, he ain't proved it to me yet I'm going with the Falcons I totally agree I, when when Fitzpatrick is their quarterback and they're playing a track meet style of a game I like him but yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Winston yeah, I don't think I I think he was overrated, overhyped. But okay, I'm saying Buccaneers. Or not Buccaneers, Falcons. Falcons, yep. Yep, we're agreeing on the Falcons. All right. Uh, Next up is Panthers at Redskins. I'm going to take the Panthers. Even Even though they barely pulled it out of their butt. On that 63 yard field goal. Right, against the Giants in Charlotte. Yeah, and the, well, Reds, with, the Redskins just got embarrassed at the Saints. They're two and two. I don't know. Cam on the road. I never picked the Redskins right. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick the Redskins. Okay, I'm taking the Panthers. I don't know. I'm not real confident in that. But I hear, I hear you. I mean, they beat the Packers at home. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, from the frying pan into the fire, Steelers at Bengals is next. Well, 
Bengals got Mixon back. Oh, they do? Uh Uh-huh. I said they do? Yeah, he played last week, too. He ran, like, for about 90 yards last week. He's back. And, uh, of course, they got A.J. Green. Dalton's having a good year. Geno Atkins is having a super year. You know, he's like third in NFL franchise history for Cincinnati. Something like that in sacks. He's way up there. Uh, anyways. Um, having said all that, I got to stick with my Steelers. If I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, they got to start winning. Yeah, this is good. I mean, this is this match up has become like a grudge match in recent years. Um, well, probably oh. for about... 13 years now, but it's intensified last few years with, remember the uh, penalties on Perfect that helped the Steelers win the playoff game and that. Yeah, yeah that inspired the Joey, Joey Porter role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and Porter's still going to be roaming the sidelines this week. Um, yeah. Man, it's tough because, you know, after the Falcons game, you want to believe that the Steelers are back. I'd hate for them to, you know, have come out all that emotion and then, you know, have an emotional fall off. Yeah. On the Bengals. But, I mean, this is like a must win. You know, I'm, I'm convinced it's always, I've said it before, it's just how certain teams match up more than, you know, if you look like the Bengals and the Falcons went to the wire. We beat the Bengals for the Falcons pretty good, but I don't mean anything. It's how do each team match up? Right. And but uh, like I said, I, I got to root for the even though they're away. I'm still going to pick the Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers also, just because their motivation to win ought to be much greater. You're breaking your rule. I know. But pick against the Steelers, that way you win either way. So. I know, but <laughs> they better be motivated is all I'm saying. All right. Uh, Chargers at the Browns. Uh, Browns are coming right along, ain't they? They've won two in a row. Can they win three in a row? Uh, well, they should technically, no, they could very, technically could very well be undefeated. Did they win three? They didn't win two in a row. Well, no, but I'm saying they technically could be undefeated. They uh, got screwed in that game against the Raiders. Right. They had a chance to beat us with that field goal. Yep. And they're, what, 2-2-1? Two, two and one? Uh, There was another one that uh, all the Saints, when that field goal kicker with the groin injury, had missed those extra points in the right. field goal. So they technically could be undefeated right now. They beat the Ravens. Yeah, uh, the Ravens in overtime. Yeah, now who who we got again? The uh, the Chargers at the Browns. I'm going to say old Brown Mania and the Dog Pound's going to roll. I'm going to go with the Browns. All right, I'm going against you here, uh, Philip Rivers. I don't really care for Philip Rivers, but he he runs a good offense. That that offense is clicking. All right, year in year out, he's one of the more consistent quarterbacks. There's no question about that. Yeah, uh, I think 
precisely because of what you said, that the Browns could be undefeated at, the, at this point. I think that they're going to have a lapse here. Okay. And let the Chargers uh, get by them. All right. And then Gordon's playing very well, too. Melvin he, Gordon? Yeah, he was... back uh, for the Chargers? Yeah, he was picked in that same draft that Gurley was. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and matter of fact, he had more that year better stats than Gurley, but Gurley had been uh, had had knee surgery. So, uh, and I was a little bit surprised when the Rams took Gurley coming off of uh, knee surgery when Gordon was available, but they've both turned out to do well. Well, Gordon has missed a lot of time. Yeah, I've seen that. For injuries, probably more than Gurley has, although I have not followed either of their situations super close. Yeah, you're right. He's he's been out a good bit. It seemed like the gamble for the Rams worked. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. uh, If I was to pick between the two of them, in hindsight, I'd probably take Gurley. Yeah, not probably I would. Um, Okay. Okay. So we're rolling on to the Bills, who are – could figure them out this year um, at the Texans, which is another team that is going up and down. I'm going to take uh, Houston. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, mostly because they're at home. Deshaun Watson is expected to play, but he's not going to be 100%, so that makes me a little nervous. Uh, what what did he do? Hurt his knee? Is what, what it was? I think it was his chest or something. Oh, okay. I've I seen him thumping uh, around there. I wasn't sure what happened to him. Um, but yeah, the stuff I read said they were expecting him to play um, even though he's hurt, basically. He's going to yeah. play through the injury. He's hurt, but it's not enough to keep him out. Okay. So. Speaking of Houston and J.J. Watt, uh, obviously, being uh, the uh, star that he is, defensive player, I saw an interesting thing in the paper today where the three sack leaders in the NFL right now are J.J. Watt and the other one is T.J. Watt. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, uh, they're they're in the top three for sacks right now, and I think that Geno Atkins was the other one, guy from the Bengals. Oh, and Khalil Mack's on there. Uh, well, remember they had a game off. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think uh, Watt had two or three in that one game. Yeah, I think he had three in one game, and TJ I'm talking about. And uh, anyways. Um, Steelers uh, rearranged Watt and Dupree. Yeah, they, well, they've it. been doing that since the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, they did that so that Watt could get more sacks, I think. But, right. But go ahead. I'm deviating. Well, that's fine. You're allowed to deviate. All right. There are no rules here. Uh, no rules. I like that. Never have like <laughs> rules. Um, all right. So, next, I have a Super Bowl three rematch. If if memory serves, the Colts Super. at the Jets. Holy smokes! That's when uh, Joe Willie did it. Uh, Colts at the Jets. 
The Colts were Baltimore Colts and coached by Don Shula at the time. And in the... Wait a minute, wait a minute. The uh, uh, Jets were coached by uh, Wiblin. Well, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> Check it and see. Uh, I believe you. I'm just saying you, like, said, wait a minute, like I was going to spoil it. I wasn't going there. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me, yeah. Shula was the Colts coach, but Wiblin was the coach of the Jets. He was short. Uh, stocky, heavy set old guy, and uh, and the guy that made the interception that sewed the game up for the Jets was uh, Johnny Sample. Yeah, see, so you know much more about that than I do. I I just remember the the guarantee that Namath made, um, which I think was kind of taken out of context. I'm not sure he really guaranteed it, but. Well, he, he was sort of like a Cassius Clay. Yeah. You know, Muhammad Ali type of thing. You know, he always wanted to be a little brass, and he was brass with that. And, but, yeah, old Joe Willie, I remember that. Sonny Wiblin was the uh, coach of the Jets. And uh, anyways, I remember it. Where I was going with that where it was, I, I think that was before the merger because that's what kind of forced the merger was the Jets winning that game. But... The Colts were in the NFL, and when they merged, the Colts, probably because they lost that game, got to be one of the three teams that got moved from the NFC, which were all the NFL teams, uh, to the AFC, which were all the AFL teams. Actually, that was a tough negotiation process, and one of the leaders in that negotiation was the old man Art Rooney. Right. And he volunteered to put Pittsburgh in the AFC. Right, he volunteered the Steelers. I'm saying the Colts were probably chosen. I have no basis for this other than my own hunch. Yeah. uh, Because they lost to the Jets, and that was kind of their punishment from the league (laughs) for, you know, forcing this merger upon them. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how they looked at that. Speaking of them, Baltimore, uh, uh, I must have been sweet, sweet, sweet revenge for the Browns. The Baltimore Browns, or the Cleveland Browns, will beat the Baltimore Browns. Right. I bet they loved that. That game probably had special meaning to them. They, uh, they did good. I was rooting for them that game. Yeah. Anybody that plays the Ravens, pretty much, unless it's the Patriots. I hear you. <laughs> All right, so back to the topic at hand here. Colts at the Jets. The not any longer Baltimore, now Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Still New York, not yet New Jersey Jets. Okay, well, I'm going to take the uh, Jets. I think they're starting to finally start to live up to their potential. Now, I'm going to go opposite you again. I'm going for the Colts here. Okay. Um, and luck has been up and down. Like the the Colts beat, I think it was the Redskins or somebody that they really kind of shocked me with that uh, game. And they played the Texans a lot better than I thought they would. So I'm going to give them their due here and say they're going to get by the Jets. Yeah, they played the Eagles pretty well too. Actually, they've never really been beat really really bad. They played New England halfway decent. I mean. Not great, but 
Uh, but I'm, I'm still, I'm not going to, I think that Darnold's coming into his own and the Jets are loaded with two running backs. Both of them, I think, ran for over 100 yards last week. Yeah, the one came from Cleveland, uh, Crowell. Crowell and that uh, Cole, Cole Powell or uh, Bilal Powell, yeah. Bilal Powell or something, yeah, so. I'm going to, uh, I think Darnold's coming around. He's got two good running backs. I'm going to go with the Jets. The, the irony there, or something funny, and now you're talking about the Jets running backs. One of them is Crowell, C-R-O-W-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. The other one's Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L. I, I got you. <laughs> they ought to pronounce it the same way. They ought to be Crowell and Powell, or well, Crowell and Powell. It's like this teacher I had when I was in high school. A bunch of us guys were from West Virginia. We were down there in Philadelphia, and he uh, said one day when he was, he said, if creeks were cricks, then Greeks would be Gricks. <laughs> exactly. you got to be consistent. <laughs> well, if there's one thing in our language, we're not consistent with anything. Oh, I know, I know. I've seen things yeah. written out about through and tough and you know right, oh, you're, right. And, <laughs> yeah that, that one was popping into my mind before you even said that through and trough and uh right. rue and rough <laughs> bow but, as uh, bow like the bow of a tree is o-u-g-h also bow yeah all right yeah, yeah we're certainly not that's why people who to study our language he hasn't grown up with it say it's a tough language but oh yeah it's a mess yeah alright let's go alright so uh, next up is Seahawks at the Raiders you know them damn Seahawks I wrote them off after the first couple of games but uh, they're bouncing back a little bit yeah that's another division that is like well, you don't expect it to be that tight, but it is that tight. Well, so, except, except for except for, except for the Rams. Yeah, but even even at that, well, yeah, I guess the Seahawks are three games back there. But. Yeah, because the San Francisco Cardinals are down, way down, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the Seahawks, so like I said, the, with the Rams being undefeated, Rams would really have to fold up their tent. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, it's it's early. Yeah. Seahawks at the Raiders? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with you. Just because... They should be pretty motivated to win too, because like we just, like you just pointed out, the Rams are undefeated. Uh, but the old uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch would probably like to have a good day against Seattle. Oh uh, well, that's true too. Yeah, and and it's in Oakland. Yeah. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm just going with the odds there in a sense that I think Gruden broke through and stole that game against the Browns and that's the only one they've won and I think Seattle has been improving I'm just going to stick with Seattle yep I'm, I'm with you I'm going to too should be a good game though yeah 
Um, and speaking of the Rams, they're up next. They go to Mile High. Rams at Broncos. Rams at the Broncos. Well, I got to go with the Rams. I'm going to pick the upset here. Uh, one, I have the Broncos winning that division, so I need them to help me out at some point. All right. Two, they should have never lost last week. I don't think they uh, they lost to the Jets, and I mean I don't expect the Jets to be bad, but they should not have at least have lost the way they lost, or by as much as they lost by. Um, well, Keenan really had a pretty decent day when you look at his numbers. Yeah, and I think he's fulfilling his promise. He's you know. He's being him. He's being the guy he was for the Vikings last year. So if the rest of the team can, you know, be on point, they'll they'll keep going. So I don't know. I, I just, it's a feeling, I guess. Yeah, I think he threw for like three hundred and forty some yards and two TDs, and maybe had one pick. I can't remember, but he didn't have a bad day. Um, but anyways. Uh, you're, you're taking the Broncos, though. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to take the upset uh, Broncos, and you're going with the Rams. Right. They can't all be undefeated forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Sooner or later, it's got to happen. I mean, I guess, you know, somebody's going to be the Patriots at some point. And there's teams that go 15-1 and one and 14-2, and two, but I just think... You know, I mean, the Rams are good, but they won one game like thirty-three to thirty-one. They won and they beat the Vikings by only by six. Well, if if you're picking a place for an upset, Denver's good because of Mile High Stadium. They get a lot some not just fans, but the uh, attitude and all that. There's a lot of reasons to that could be could be a good pick for an upset, right? Well, we'll see. Okay. All right, so next is the Ravens at the Titans. Can they please tie? Can I pick a tie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if for no other reason, I'm taking the home team just because they're home. I'm taking the Vikings. The Titans? It's the Titans now. Oh, I thought you you said the... uh, no, Tennessee Titans. It's Ravens at the Titans. Oh, the Ravens is the Titans. I thought you said Vikings. Okay. No, no the Ravens. Vikings are playing the Cardinals. We did that game earlier. And we what was the score of that Titan game last week? Um, that is a good question. I'll have to consult NFL.com here real quick. Who'd they play? Um, now oh, it's... They played... Uh, the Bills and they lost thirteen to twelve. Yeah, yeah, I knew the Bills slipped in there again on that one. Yeah, uh, right when we started finally believing in the Titans, they showed their true colors. <laughs> yeah, I just—they're always overrated, in my opinion. I don't know why, but okay. Who who who'd you say is playing Titans again? The Ravens. Ravens. In that case, I think the Ravens are going to bounce back. I'll take the Ravens in that one. Yeah, I'm picking the Ravens, too. I just can't get on board with picking the Titans. Um, I mean, the only thing I like about Titans is that new coach I got. He played for Belichick, and uh, he was 
pretty creative. He was a defensive player, but every once in a while, Belichick would run him in as a tight end, and he'd score a touchdown pass. Yeah, uh, Vrabel you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the Titans coach. Yeah. So, but having said that, he's been pretty creative with the Titans. I think he's carrying that over from uh, his New England days, but I'm still going to say the Ravens. Well, I'm not sure his New England ties are going to make me like the Titans any better, but it's not really that I... I mean, it's a little bit that I don't like them. Uh, Personally, I don't like their uniforms. I never have. Uh, And they're only getting worse. But, I mean, when they had Steve McNair, I liked him okay. Uh Um, I just don't like Mariota. There's just something about him that just annoys me. Uh, well, I liked him better than Jemai Winston. Winston was the first pick on that round. Marietta was second. Right. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I'll, I'm still going to say the Ravens. So we're agreeing on that game. Yep, we're agreeing on that one. And then next up is the Jags at the Cowboys. Well, the Jags got to win. The Cowboys got to win, but and the Cowboys are done. But I'm going to take the Jags. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that. The I think they're going to be uh, eager to show that last week was a fluke because they got their tails handed to them by the Chiefs pretty well. Well, of course, that's a good team to have your tail handed to you by. But right. I think the Jags pride themselves on defense, and Kansas City put up thirty points. Yeah, and then Bortles, though he's uh, you know he he can have a great game, or he can throw four picks in a heartbeat. Right. But, I mean, it's uh, like the Jaguars played the Titans earlier and lost nine to six. That one, I don't think they're coming back the next week, going like. Oh, we've got to show the world, you know, chip on their shoulder because they held the other team to nine points. You know, that's pretty good. I think it's just shortcomings of their offense. They're missing their lead running back. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I think with the Kansas City putting up 30 points, their defense should be out for blood. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we know the Cowboys know they got to win, too, and they're at home. But... Yeah. Garrett took some heat over deciding to punt in that overtime uh, and lost the game. Well, you I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because the week before, the Colts coach took amazing amount of heat for not punting. Oh, I know. It's it's always that Monday morning quarterback hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, I agree. Right. Uh, but I'm still armchair analysts question. Yeah, me. yeah. As we may be, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm I'm still going to go ahead and take the Jags. Yep, me too. Uh, so then, next up is the Sunday night game: the Chiefs at the Patriots. Well. Patriots are going to, you know, they got a lot at stake. The Chiefs don't have as much stake because they're dominating their division. They're at New England. But I'm going to take the Chiefs anyhow. I'm going to take them. All right. Here's my explanation before my pick. I picked against the Dolphins every week. And that probably is, you know, not sitting well with 
AJ, who's a Dolphins fan. And they did start off, you know, 3-0 and all that. But to show that I'm not totally anti-Dolphins, I'm going to pick the Patriots because of the irony that the Patriots winning is going to cause the Dolphins to crack open the champagne. Well, it's a long season. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be bittersweet, you know, because if my predictions come true, see, the, uh, the Rams lost earlier to the Broncos earlier in the day, and so... The the dolphins will be sitting there with the champagne, ready to uncork it, and like have to be grudgingly root for the Patriots in order to do that. Okay, well that's an interesting analysis. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that's based on. That's why I'm going for the Patriots. Yeah, well, I'm going to take. They won't like me any better having said that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Oh. Why does? Is AJ even paying any attention to our analysis? Yeah, yeah, he wants to be a guest on the on the show one time. Oh, that's right. You as told soon me as that. I can figure out how to make that work, uh, you know, conveniently, we can. Do that's that. Whatever you decide to work with me, but go ahead. All right. Uh, so the last game, the Monday night game, is the Forty ers with CJ Beathard at quarterback. As we started this whole thing yeah. uh, against the Packers in Lambeau who of course have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback well Packers were humiliated there last week so I'm going to say Packers yeah I'm going to have to go with you as soon as or as much as I want to root for the 49ers because they were another one of my pet teams this year well, you got an excuse though with Garoppolo out. Well, yeah, but I mean, I want to root for Bethard too. He's he's not bad, um, you know. But I don't, the Packers at home is just too going to be too much. This, ironically, is the battle of my two fantasy tight ends. I have Jimmy Graham from the Packers, and I have George Kittle from the Forty ers as my two tight ends. Ah, I'll be other. it. <laughs> well, you should be in for some points then, anyways. Well, I can only start one, so I still haven't decided oh. which one I'm starting yet. But oh, okay, all right. Well, they both put the ball in the air a lot. Rogers and Bethard. There's no question. I think Bethard threw what forty sometimes last week. I'm not sure, but Kittle, uh, as far as fantasy is concerned, has been outscoring Jimmy Graham. Most of the times, even though most of the time I put Jimmy Graham in just because he should, in theory, score more. Yeah, I think uh, I think Beathard threw like 30, 40, I think he was like 32 for 32 out of 47 or something. He threw a bunch. Well, and if they're behind in Green Bay, he'd probably throw that much again. Well, I'm thinking if you put that ball in the air that much, uh, somebody's going to get more chances at more catches. But yep, but Rogers throws the ball a lot too. I've seen him pump her up there. Yeah, like, he spreads it around a lot though. Bethard and uh, um, Kittle apparently were teammates in college. Okay. So, well, I mean, I don't know. I still haven't made my decision. Yeah, but yeah. It's separate 
topic. Okay, well... Um, the uh, the bye teams for this week are the Lions and the Saints. Okay. And uh, next week, I believe, is... Yeah, next week is when the buys start uh, increasing. Like, there's four teams on a buy next week uh, for the next couple weeks, and eventually it'll get to, like, six teams, and then... A whole bunch of teams. Yeah. So. Um, uh, let's see, this is the sixth week of the season, yeah. Yep. I think they have their buys over by, what, about the 10th game or something? Uh, I think it goes all the way to, like, 12. Does it? I, I thought think. it was. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I can't remember. Real quick. Let me see. Yeah, week 12, there's still teams on a buy. Oh, okay. Week week thirteen, everybody's back. Okay. So we still have bye weeks for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more weeks. Yeah. So the last four games of the season, everybody's playing them. Uh, last five: thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Well, you counting weeks? I'm counting games that they play. Yeah. Right. So when yeah. it, when everybody's back on week thirteen, it'll actually be game twelve for everybody because they've all yeah. had a bye. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you're right. Because so, weeks in twelfth game, thirteenth game, fourteenth game, fifteenth game, and sixteenth game. The last okay, five games of the season, everybody's playing. Hey, okay. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, can we go off topic? Yeah. I didn't know since we're done with our picks. Um, uh, who are the Steelers' backup running backs to Connor? Uh, Jalen Samuels is the only guy that I know of, um, but I can pick their or I can look at their depth chart real quick and tell you what the depth chart says. Any particular reason? Yeah. I got a reason. Oh, it's uh, Jalen Samuels and Stephen Ridley. Stephen oh, yeah, Ridley. Ridley yeah, from, I've seen uh, him, yeah. Um, Reed nice. Yeah, Ridley's, I've seen him play pretty well, actually. And Roosevelt Nix is a fullback. Right. And I think, but, they, uh, I think they cut Tucson. Remember, he fumbled in that game against Denver in the yeah. game a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I forgot last time. He's still around playing for somebody that I've seen that. Um, the reason I ask is a guy that would be available because the Bengals let him go just this week and they picked him up when Mixon got hurt. And I always thought he was a pretty good running back. Is that Rawls that played for Seattle? Oh, yeah. Uh, they picked him up when um, Mixon got hurt in case they needed him, but they used that Giovanni Bernard. So they really didn't need him that much. Now Mixon's back to cut him loose, and I'm thinking, I think that could be a good fit for the Steelers. He's a hard-nosed player, right? And, and he's got some talent. He can catch it. He can run. And I thought that'd be a good backup, uh, you know, to, to get their hands on. That's why I reason I asked you that question. They're still expecting Bell to come back. You know that, right? Within the next couple of weeks. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've heard both on that, you know, yes and no. So 
And Connor really has got all he's got as good as stats as most any running back in the league. So oh yeah, uh, it'll be interesting if when they do come back, uh, if he even starts. I don't know what they do with that. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the decision maker there, but I'd definitely be biased against Bell if he came back and I were the decision maker. I'd be like, welcome back. Have a seat on the bench. Yeah, but you know the only problem they're going to have with that, they're going to say, man, we're paying this guy X amount of million dollars, so we've got to play him. That's what happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, they're paying him anyway. Yeah. Uh, and they ha- and they haven't been paying him since he hasn't been showing up. Yeah, I think um, it's, what, 750000 a game or something? Yeah, 55000 yeah. Yeah, I knew it was up there, so. Ridiculous. All right, well, you follow the rolls and see if he gets picked up. I think, you know, six Steelers uh, need to get on that like they got on D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, well, I mean, there's other teams out there like Philadelphia's hurting for running backs now. Yeah. Um, and I'll, be, I'll be surprised if he don't end up somewhere. There's a couple other teams with needs, so... Uh, and even just Philadelphia's need is going to create like a gravitational pull almost because they're talking about like trying to get LaShawn McCoy back, who is in Buffalo, right? Right. And he okay. used to be, he used to play for the Eagles. So let's say that the Eagles get McCoy back. Now Buffalo's going to need a running back. So yeah. if they don't get Rawls, they might get. Somebody from some other team, and then that team's going to need a running back and whatever. So he'll find yeah. a place to fit in there somewhere. I hear you. I've always liked that LaShawn McCoy. He's been very productive, but he is getting older, and he's had a couple injuries last couple years. Matter of fact, he had one this year and missed a game or two. Um, yeah, I didn't care for him when he was the Eagles. I was actually impressed by him last year. He was the Bills' saving grace last year. When you never saw his stats at the Eagles, holy smokes, they were outrageous. Really uh, good. Maybe I just didn't give him the credit he deserved, but well, there was times though when he wanted to run the team more than the coach, and that's one of the things I didn't like about him. He, you know, when they were, they were weighing in on the quarterback situation, when they were fooling around, when they had Sanchez and Foles and somebody else. And, there was another guy in that mix. Uh, well, that Barkley from uh, USC. Uh, but anyways, the Sean McCoy. Uh, also, there was some racism in- incidents in the Eagles back then. Right. There was that tight end. His name was Hooper or Cooper or something. Uh, he had the long hair. He made some racist comments about. And then the coach. I don't know. I think it was Chip Kelly. He. He he got rid of uh, the that guy uh, was it Deshaun Jackson or whatever. Yep. Got rid of Deshaun McCoy, and of course he kept Hooper, whoever his name was, uh, uh, who was white. And there was some there was some tension there, raised you know question marks, and McCoy was a little vocal there. Uh, but anyway, it's a trivia question for you. What college did McCoy play at? I have no idea. University of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah? 
If you look over the years, University of Pittsburgh has put out some running backs now, I'm telling you. That's where Connor went too, right? Right. Connor went there. McCoy went there. Dorset went there. Uh, there's another one. Uh, Dorset, Connor. Like like Tony Dorset you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he uh, he was he broke. I think he was one of the first college players to break over two thousand yards for a season. Ran for like twenty two hundred yards. Um, so McCoy, Dorset, Connor, another big one. I'll think of it maybe between now and the next time we. You'll you'll have homework for once. Well, I don't know. My homework has to come. Just my memory has to come back. <laughs> <laughs> As I was thinking about it the other day, I'm thinking, man, Pitt's uh, had some, you know, for not being a school that's that successful over all their running backs, they've had to produce some. It's weird that they wouldn't be that successful. I mean, Western Pennsylvania is a hotbed for town. I mean, I don't know, he's not a running back, but Dan Marino came from Pitt, right? Yeah, he well, yeah, he 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 played also. He definitely played come from Pitt, and then a lot of those quarterbacks come from within that well, fifty mile radius of Pittsburgh that didn't necessarily play for Pitt. I mean, there's tons of them. I mean, Joe Montana, uh, Charlie Batch, I think Johnny Ninus is one. Uh, there's a bunch of them, but uh, there's way more than what I just said. Right. Well, and they, they weren't just mediocre quarterbacks the ones I'm talking about. They were all pretty good quarterbacks. Um, that's what I'm saying is you'd think that Pitt would be up there more often with all the talent in that area. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, they they probably it's always who 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 are you competing against for recruiting. Right, but even I'm, but they obviously they get some good recruits too. We just talked about their yeah running well, backs they had. They had Marino. I mean, they've had some good guys over the years. Yeah, I, I guess what I was just saying is you got to attract the whole team. You know, you got to be able to attract enough people to have linemen and backs, and you know what I'm saying. Right, but uh, I'll I'll think of it. It'll come to me. All right. Well, I will count on that. Okay, so we had a lot of uh, different ones this week, didn't we? More than more usual, I think. Uh, yeah, probably because like I I did not pre-pick, and so my picks were kind of influenced by yours. But uh, we picked one, two, three, four, five, six different. So, All yeah, right, it's, it's a good bit more than usual. Yeah. All right. But okay. Fun. We shall see. That'll cause uh, some volatility in the standings there. That's right. We're going to go after that guy on top of us. Yeah. Well, I was. I picked like two upsets in there too. I picked both the Rams and the uh, Chiefs to lose their first game. Yeah. Well, um, you you were living risky there, but the way this season's been, you never know. Yeah, and like like you said, sooner or later, it's very rare. I mean, we've only seen like uh, regular season where the Dolphins and the Patriots, the only ones ever get a whole regular season without losing the game. So, right, sooner or later, like I say, most of the time it happens. So, 
Okay. Right, but if it doesn't happen until week 10 and I keep picking the loss until it happens, I'm going to get like four or five in a row wrong. <laughs> I hear you. Well, sometimes you got to pay the price. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Armchair Analysts. We'll be back next week with more analysis, commentary, and predictions. 